Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode on this week's Stoke. I know the season is in full steam as we've just had our first World Cup, and hopefully you're either starting to get on snow or hopefully praying that you're going to get on snow soon. And so for some people, the season is going, and that's the case as we've seen the U.S. really start off on a great foot in Stolden as we had four of its women in the top 30 and a personal best friend, one of our men, who is our guest here today, River Radimus. So River, thank you so much for coming on today. It's a pleasure to have you on here. And I'm super excited to talk to you a little bit about this season, what you have going on, and maybe share a couple of tricks with everybody who may be listening. Thanks for having me, Parker. I'm glad to be here. So before we kind of get going, I think the real big thing here is congratulations. You started off this season with a personal best. Holy smokes. And I think that first, like and foremost, what are you thinking? You've had a couple of days to really reflect on the race and really kind of put your mind around what happened and the way you've started the season. What are your thoughts about what happened at Solden? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously super psyched about it. It's so interesting at Solden because after that race, you have so much time that you really don't have in the heart of the season. So taking momentum out of that and knowing that I'm on the right track there um, just gives me so much more confidence going into this second prep period here in copper. So, um, I'm liking how the skiing's feeling first and foremost, and, and I'm hoping to carry that feeling forward and, and keep the momentum going into the part of the season. That's awesome. And I think part of it has got to be the way that you're making a statement, not only on the Hill, but also with your hair. So can you talk a little bit about what the story is behind your hair so people who may not understand and just see the cheetah print going on can understand a little bit more of what is happening, why is this happening, and what it really means to you? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've done it for a couple of years now going into Solden. Um, this year is, is inspired by past uh, American downhill great uh, Chad Fleischer. Um, who always was the snow leopard and had it on his helmet, had it on his head. And I always thought it was the coolest when I was growing up. Um, but I like to do it, especially at the beginning of the season, just sort of um, as a reminder, I think like I can get very serious and, and take all of my results very seriously. But at the end of the day, ski racing is a game, you know, it's, a, it's just a sport. So um, it's sort of my way of, of making sure I don't take myself too seriously, making sure I enjoy the process and, and kick off the season in a good way. Such a fun outlook to really come into it, have a goofy hairstyle, but also be able to take it back and combine it into the history of the sport. I really like the way that you do that, and it's super fun. And hopefully now people understand a little bit more, too, and don't think you're just rocking the snow leopard all year long. It's just, you know, the new style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I, I like to get creative from time to time, but, you know, it, 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 uh, it has to be well planned out, I guess. And so how long will it last? Uh, I have no idea. I, my hair grows pretty fast, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's gone by, by the next GS. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it right now. It's one of my favorites so far, so I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a fun look, and it's definitely fun to see what you decide to do for the first race. So I think it was great. Um, so taking that and kind of going back into the racing, and you mentioned that there's a lot of time in between Solden and your next race. How do you really stay like mentally focused and prepared, but also not lose sight of the fact that there are more races to go, even though you've had some success already? I, so the biggest thing for me uh, is not trying to get more training, get more productive training. It's, it's like slowing down. Um, I, in the past, have just overworked myself. You know, I, I love to ski, so I try to ski as much as I possibly can. Um, but then that leads to more problems later in the season, whether it's 
back pain or whether it's just uh, I'm slowing down, get slower results. Um, so right now I'm just trying to to keep keep steady and not overwork myself. I know that I'm going in the right direction, um, but I need to make sure it's balanced and make sure that uh, that I'm still in a good place physically and mentally going into the season. I'm not fatigued. Uh, so I am going to get some training in at copper and hope to build on the momentum. Obviously it's easy to, when you have the confidence, you know, years past when I've gone in after struggling and sold in, it's, it's like a motivational boost, but, uh, I feel like it can be a motivational boost on either side of the card. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, excited to get some skiing in, in, in Colorado and, and then see what the rest of the season has in, in store. No, it's such a funny sport where you really, your mindset can play such a huge role. And so to see that you have such a good plan moving forward and the way that you're going to attack the season is really cool to hear. And some important information for people to learn from, you know, having that confidence building, but not overdoing it. I think that that's really important knowledge. So now I kind of want to take us in a different direction. And I really want to provide a little bit of a resource here so that people can think about what are the key important pieces of a GS turn? You know, we've started Solden. You really had a great race. Let's talk a little bit about that GS turn, break it down and really think about what are some key parts to that turn that may help some little U16 fist kid and adult skier that really could really benefit from. These are three simple steps that you should think about that will help you build more speed as you move through the season. Yeah, sure. I mean, so my ethos on GS skiing is, it's all about flow. Um, I try to make sure that I put myself in a position where I'm never forcing anything. I never have to, um, muscle my way through the turn. And for me, that, that, that all comes down to stacking my body in position where it leverages the ski for me, basically. Um, so when I'm entering into a turn, all I'm thinking about is pulling my feet behind me and pushing my chest out towards the next apex. And like that, really flipped the switch for me in, in years past the, the pull the feet behind me move, because, uh, you know, I, I always thought about like getting to the front of the ski and for me, I, I could just push my chest forward, but I wasn't actually moving. And so the pulling the feet behind me is such a, like a, it just stirs such a strong feeling in the mind's eye. And it's such a clear feeling sensation for me. So really pulling the feet behind me so that I'm, I, I have the foot cocked behind me and then the chest is pointed out. As long as I'm, I'm strong on the outside ski at the top of the turn, the second half is so much more natural. You know, once the, once the gravity is working with you going across the hill, you know, you can hip drag and, and lay the ski out as far as you want to, but uh, you don't get to enjoy those spoils unless you, you do the top of the turn, right? Okay. So you really, it's a lot about body position. And like you said, that flow is really important, but you mentioned the hip drag, which has now become a kind of river coined contest. I'm pretty sure. So what can you explain a little bit about this hip drag and the movement and just the idea of really just letting the ski arc out and getting that awesome feeling? Uh, I mean, yeah. So the most pure feeling in skiing to me is, is like just the pure energy when you connect a good GS turn you know, when everything clicks and you feel that power underneath you, that it's like almost out of control, but you still feel like you're in control. And I love pushing that to the extreme, you know, going to the absolute limit of my edge so that I've just got the, the slightest amount of edge still on the snow and, and pushing my limits there is, it just feels so powerful. It feels so freeing at the same time. So, 
Um, I've always loved that. I picked it up from from watching Ted when I was growing up. And uh, I guess people have come to know my skiing for it as well. Um, I'm sort of trying to work my skiing away from that because I don't need that all the time as much as I use it. Um, But I still love doing it in free skiing, especially. And I still think for kids, you know, it's not necessarily like the skiing you should totally be emulating, but I think it's important to experiment, try new things and, and see how far it can go. You can't, you don't know what your limit is till you find it. So um, yeah, I think that the, the challenge sort of started last year with uh, Jimmy Krupka and then uh, um, Otley McGrath started making the videos and I sort of took the mantle on. I, I don't own the hip drag. You know, I, I always think <laughs> that Ted owns the hip drag, but uh, it's cool to see young kids excited about about pushing their limits in that way, and I'm I'm happy to to lead the charge on that as as much as I can. No, it's so awesome. It's one of those sports again, like you really need to be able to push outside of your comfort zone and trust and really believe in the ability of the ski and what you can do. And it's hard to be able to know what you can do if you don't try it. So I hope everybody's out there trying to throw in a couple more hip drags than they thought that they were capable of. Um, but. That being said, you mentioned Ted Ligety. Do you have any idols or anybody that you've really looked up to? Your whole ski career is now you're coming into this place where you can be someone that someone is looking up to as well. So it's kind of a cool way to really reflect and say, oh, wow, I looked up to this person and it's crazy to see that these kids are now looking up to me. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't really have a, a full sense of it yet, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, when like figures like Ted and Bodie and Tommy Ford and Darren Rawls and all those guys were such instrumental figures in, in me becoming the skier that I was just because seeing especially Americans accomplish it, you know, it, it just makes it seem so much more real to you. It makes it seem so much more possible. So um, I know what an effect they had on me. And so I'm always mindful about um, how I present to the next generation as well. You know, I, I, uh, I think that it helps me hold myself accountable, you know, when I know that there's others out there that are, that are watching me and, and maybe looking up to me. So um, it pushes me to be better and put my best foot forward and obviously have, have great results on the world cup so that the next generation can also see, you know, that it's possible and, and that they can, they can be there too. It's pretty amazing. You show such emotion and passion and we could really see that at Solden when you cross the line. And it's so fun to be able to see that reaction and be like, wow, this guy is loving it. And he loves coming through the finish line. He's so excited. And I think that that adds value to the sport as well. And so I'm just applauding you for your ability to really show that you love ski racing and it's amazing to see. And that means a lot to anybody watching and makes people excited to cheer you on too. So that's huge. Um, that being said with cheering on, I would be crazy if I didn't ask you your thoughts about the Olympics coming up. We are less than a hundred days away and it's going to be pretty interesting. We're moving to Beijing. It's coming on quickly. What are your thoughts going into that this season? Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never made an Olympic team, so it's sort of unknown and you know, I haven't made it officially yet either. And I'm trying to not think about that as much as, as I want to, you know, um, but it's on the back of everybody's mind. Um, I've made a, a pretty big shift in, in my thinking and my approach to skiing in the last couple of years, which I feel like has been a little bit productive, which is like, 
totally basing my, my worth and my success on the day to day and the process as opposed to the outcome. Cause there's so much that's just uncontrollable about the outcome. And, and also like, I've had a lot of great days and I've had a lot of bad days and none of them have like fundamentally changed who I am as a human being, you know? And like, I've, I, I don't remember half of the wins I've had, you know? And, and so recognizing that, that at the end of the day, that won't be the end all be all for me. You know, it's, it's still the goal and I want to do everything I can to accomplish those goals. But if I come up short because I had a great day and someone else had a better day and had, you know, good snow luck or ski luck or whatever else that's out of my control, I can, I can still feel fulfilled in in knowing that I've done everything I can to prepare. So um, right now I'm trying to push the Olympics out of my mind as much as possible, work on the things I control, put myself in position to succeed. And then hopefully, hopefully I make it there and hopefully I I do well there, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm enjoying the process right now. It's a strong mindset to have again. You're really mentally strong right now, River. It is so great to see. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and chat with me to really break down some of the fundamentals of the GS turn, the stuff that helps you succeed, and really just congratulate you on a strong start to the season and look forward to what we have coming up. So I can't thank you enough for your time. I really appreciate it. And to everybody watching, I hope you enjoyed, learned a little bit from River, and I'll catch you all next time. Thanks for having me, Parker. Of course. Bye.